0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. BetOnline Sportsbook has all of your props, odds, promos, and parlays, for the 2023 NBA Finals, use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. With the link in the description to this episode, bet online where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However, and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy Podcast Live on the Believe Podcast Network. Except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. And podcasts aren't live. It's the whole purpose of podcasts. You can listen however and whenever it is that you so choose. And we appreciate that you have decided to stop in however and whenever you may be listening. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody. It is a fantabulous Monday, June 12th, 2023. Four years of the Take It Easy podcast have come and gone. This is our third NBA... No, this is our fourth NBA Finals here on this podcast. We're coming to an end of our fourth year on the show. Over 1,200 episodes of this podcast every Monday through Friday, every single day, going back years at this point. I appreciate each and every one of you for your continued support of this here fine program. We've put a lot of emotional labor into this show over the years, and on days like today, coming off of a weekend without sports and coming to the end of a basketball season. It's days like this that we appreciate your continued support. We're going to talk NBA Finals today, and the reason we're going to talk NBA Finals is, one, we didn't do a Game 4 post-game show this year. Uh, One, Game 4 of the NBA Finals last year happened on a Friday. The NBA Finals, since they moved to the 2-at-home Two, at the, two on the road, one at home, one on the road, one at home format of the finals have always had the schedule being the same, which is game one on a Thursday, game two on a Sunday, game three Wednesday, game four Friday, game five Monday, game six Thursday, game seven on a Sunday if it gets to a game seven, so that way they can maximize the television viewership on that potential game seven. And last year... Uh, this is just kind of a throwback in my mind. I don't know why I decided this was the place that I wanted to start today. But last year, on Friday, Game 4 of the NBA Finals, I was graduating college. On Sunday, I was getting set to graduate from college. It was graduation weekend. My family was flying up to Northern California And uh, we still recorded a Game 4 post-game show on a Friday night during the NBA Finals. And the reason we did that is because uh, that Game 4 was a little bit more meaningful in the fact that it was the Steph Curry game. For those who don't remember, the Steph Curry game was when the Boston Celtics were up two games to one on their home court for the NBA Finals and Steph Curry just swiped the soul of the Boston Celtics in that game 4. The Warriors won 107 to 97. They had a f- second half they were down 6 at halftime and the Warriors came back to win in the second half. They outscored the Celtics 58 to 43 and Steph Curry had 43 points and 10 rebounds and just went God mode in the second half against the Boston Celtics. So that was one of those iconic games where it was like, we need to throw on the microphones and just vent out all of our thoughts about this because it's absolutely bananas. Uh, Game four of this NBA Finals was not that. It was, in a lot of ways, a coronation of Denver winning the championship. And so I didn't feel the urge to throw on the microphones, drive home from a comedy event, and talk about the Denver Nuggets Miami Heat game four and so here we are today talking about both game four and getting set for game five because all indications are tonight's game five of the NBA finals is headed towards a coronation of the Denver Nuggets as NBA champions Denver's a nine-point favorite on their home court they won both games in Miami by double digits The Miami Heat shot 30% from the three-point line in Game 3 while being outscored on points in the paint by 20 with the Denver Nuggets. And in Game 4, the Miami Heat shot 32% from the three-point line, 45% from the field. Meanwhile, the Denver Nuggets shot 50% from the three-point line, and only 49% from the field. Denver was actually better from the three-point line than from the general field. Denver hit 14 three-pointers. Miami hit eight. That's 18 points Miami would have had to overcome in some other aspect of the game. And while Miami did hit 17 free throws, it wasn't enough to charge back against Denver, and they lost by 13 points because Denver hit 14 three-pointers, including... Three from Bruce Brown and a step back in the fourth quarter. Jokic hit three three three-pointers. Aaron Gordon just went supernova in the second quarter with a 17-point quarter. He was a plus 29 in the box score, which is just absolutely insane given that Aaron Gordon played 42 minutes of that game. (laughs) Aaron Gordon only sat six minutes. And in those six minutes that Aaron Gordon was off the floor he had a plus or sorry he had a minus 16 in the box score that's like Steph Curry leaving the floor for this Golden State Warriors team I'm not even talking about last year's Golden State Warriors team which was plenty bad when Steph Curry left the floor I'm talking about this year's Golden State team which was absolutely atrocious Every time Steph Curry left the floor, that was the level of production. Aaron Gordon was putting up. He shot over 70% from the field, 75% from the three point line. Aaron Gordon was absolutely ridiculous. In game four. And so because of Aaron Gordon burying 75% of his three pointers and Jokic hitting three three pointers and Bruce Brown hitting step back three pointers in the fourth quarter and finishing with 21 points, despite the fact that his plus minus was zero for the game, he still scored 21 points, which is like when Christian Braun or Christian Brown or whatever. Christian Brown had that 14 point game in game three and was only like plus two in the box score and then case in point christian brown played 15 minutes in game three had zero points and was a minus 17 when he was on the floor the counter to aaron gordon being plus 29 is christian brown being minus 17 in the box score when he was on the court and despite all of that the denver nuggets blew out the miami heat because miami again as we mentioned shot 32% from the three-point line, they made eight three-pointers, the Nuggets made 14, that was an 18-point difference they had to try and overcome, and they did their darndest to try and overcome it. They shot better than the Nuggets from two-point range, just didn't make a difference at the end of the day because Bam Adebayo was terrible. From the mid-range, he was a minus 18 in the game, despite the fact that he had 20 points. We talked about it after Game 3. Like, we could rehash the same Bam on Bio podcast. I could just copy and paste it in there, because Bam had 20 points on 19 shots. In Game 3, he had 22 points on 21 shots. And he was a minus 17 in Game 3. He was a minus 18 in Game 4. Both were double-digit losses by the Miami Heat. Miami needs a number two better than Bam Adebayo, and in the Eastern Conference Finals, it was Caleb Martin, and Caleb Martin was actually a plus one in the 32 minutes he played in the game, and he had only 11 points, but he was a plus one in the box score. Gabe Vincent was a minus 21, which was the worst on the team. He had been a hero in game two to help Miami get back in it against the— to get Miami back in it. They'd rather play Kyle Lowry— on the floor at the end of those games. And so everything is pointing towards game five being a coronation of the Denver Nuggets as NBA Finals champions. And the Denver Nuggets are nine point favorites. Vegas is taking 50 50 on the money line right now. So they don't have a lean either way on the money line. It's just the average is denver winning by nine points that's what would get them 50 percent of the money is about a nine point victory for denver and on the uh on the money line instead of the point spread instead of the, the point spread is minus nine and it's 50 50 both ways on the money line denver is minus 400 the heat are plus 350 and right now they're taking about 55% Fifty-five percent of the bets, according to our friends at Bet Online Sportsbook, on the Denver Nuggets, which means sportsbooks have a lean on Denver because if Denver were minus four hundred, in order for that, because that means if you bet forty dollars on the Nuggets, you only win ten, and if you bet ten dollars on the Heat, you would win thirty-five. Or, for example, if you bet forty dollars on the Heat, you would win one hundred and twenty-five. That would mean Vegas would want to take a bunch of bets on the Nuggets to even it out. So for them to win 50-50 money on both sides of the money line, they would, on average, need to take about 78% of the bets on the Denver Nuggets and 22% of the bets on the Miami Heat. Right now they're taking 55% of the bets on Denver and 45% on the Miami Heat, which means if Miami wins this game outright— Vegas takes an L and granted Vegas has been taking L's on the Miami Heat all postseason. Miami has overcome point spread deficits of five and a half, seven and a half, nine and a half, and 11 during this postseason run. By the way, that's multiple seven and a half games. So Miami's won five playoff games already where they've been larger than a seven point underdog or sorry, larger than a They've won four playoff games where they've been larger than a seven-point underdog. They've won at least six playoff games where they've been at least a uh, four-and-a-half-point underdog. And Miami has gotten to this point in the playoffs with these incredible runs and making Vegas lose a lot of money. It's been one of those stories. Like It, it wouldn't be shocking to say, oh yeah, Vegas is going to lose money on the Miami Heat. But all inclinations are... Not only is Denver going to win this game, it is going to be a coronation of Denver as NBA champions, very similarly to how game one was Denver from start to finish beating Miami, a celebration of My- of Denver basketball, up 20 at halftime, up 20 at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, Miami cut it to nine at the end, which by the way, was the exact point spread for that game. That game was minus nine points for Denver. Denver won by nine points, despite the fact they were up 20 earlier in the game. Vegas was spot on with game one because they got an exact push on that game. And the Denver Nuggets are looking like they're about to have a coronation as NBA champions. Which I don't want to do the celebration of the Denver podcast until it has passed, it's just looking at this series and saying Miami's recourse, and we laid it out after game three, like their best chance of winning at this stage of the game is Bama Adebayo being quote-unquote Robert Williams, in that he is a defensive stalwart, he can invest all his energy in not just stopping Jokic, but forcing rotations to Aaron Gordon or Michael Porter Jr., daring them to hit some three-pointers or making Jokic into a scorer similarly to how they did it in Game 2, and the Miami Heat voodoo magic can do the rest from there and potentially pull out a victory. And that hasn't happened for Miami, and it doesn't look like that's going to happen for Miami in this series because in order for Bam Adebayo to be their defensive stalwart and invest his uh, all NBA defensive abilities because Bama Bayo has now made, I believe at least, he made an all- defensive team this year and he was very close to making All NBA. If they had a quote unquote, all NBA fourth team, Bama Bayo would have been a part of it. Bama Bayo has made four consecutive all defense teams. He made it in the 2020 season that ended in the bubble. 2021 when Miami got bounced in the first round after the bubble last year when they came within one game and one shot of making the NBA finals. And then this year, every single year, he's been an all defensive second team player. And Bam Adebayo being a defensive stalwart who gets eight shots, a lot of them at the rim on alley-oops and lobs, that would be their ideal offense if they had a number two scoring threat behind Jimmy Butler and they just haven't had that Um, we mentioned in game three how Max Struess and Gabe Vincent were combined one for ten from the three-point line and then in game four Max Struess and Gabe Vincent were oh for seven so if you're keeping track at home we've been following this every single game of the playoffs so far Max Struess if you remove the first quarter of game two in which Max Struess remember he had that awful game in game one where he went one for 10 from the field and one for nine from the three point line and they came out in game two and Max Struce hit four three pointers in the first quarter on seven shots which again Max Struce hasn't taken seven shots in the last six quarters of the NBA finals if you remove game two or game two first quarter where Max Struce went four for seven from the three point line In every other quarter of the NBA Finals, which is 15 quarters of basketball, Max Struess is now 1-for-19 from the three-point line. 1-for-19 at the three-point line. Gabe Vincent, who we mentioned after Game 3, he is now, if I'm doing quick math in my head, Gabe Vincent is now... One for, one for thirteen over the last two and a half games of the NBA Finals, because he was one for six in Game Three. He was zero for three to end Game Two, and he was zero for four in Game Four of the series. Gabe Vincent is now one for thirteen in the last two and a half games of the NBA Finals. Max Struess is one for nineteen in 15 of the 16 quarters of the NBA Finals. And Caleb Martin has been doing okay, but because of the defensive liability in this floor spacing situation, they would rather play Kevin Love in the starting lineup, who's going to post a negative 13, than to have Caleb Martin in the starting lineup. And I would suspect, I don't know information obviously, but it is a podcast, so maybe you know this by now, I would guess that Caleb Martin is going to start Game 5 for the Miami Heat. I don't know if that's a for-sure thing, but I would bet that they want to get Caleb Martin involved in the offense and say, we're going down swinging with Jimmy Butler, and if we're going down swinging with Jimmy Butler, we're going to have Caleb Martin try and be the guy who scores 23. To, to He's going to score 23 points on 15 shots. And if he ends up scoring 13 points on 15 shots, we'll live with it. I would imagine that the changing game plan is we got to slide Caleb Martin into the starting lineup and we got to get him involved as the number two the same way that they were against the Boston Celtics. And it seems insane to think about that, that Caleb Martin would be the number two offensively for the Miami Heat. It was crazy to think about that being able to beat the Boston Celtics with Jimmy Butler stealing a game away from them at the end of game 2 with a 21 to 9 run and Caleb Martin being the the hero of game 7 for the Miami Heat and even in defeats in game 6 where they were up at the end of the game Caleb Martin had 29 points and 10 rebounds like it is interesting to think about that and the defensive liability that comes along with it and at the same time I would imagine that they they just need to generate the offense and as crazy as it sounds, Caleb Martin is their number two. Like, their, their offense is at their best when Caleb Martin is their number two because it's not Max Struess. It's not Gabe Vincent. They got a moment of hope, in a way, or like a moment of possibility, like a possible comeback from Kyle Lowry, who had like 12 points in the second quarter. And when they, I don't think they took the lead in the second quarter, but when they got as close as they did to, Denver right when uh Jokic went out and it was uh Kyle Lowry putting together the performance that he had I'm trying to remember they were up at the end of the first quarter and then Kyle Lowry had a giant second quarter where uh Denver jumped out to an early lead but then it was Kyle Lowry scoring a but yeah they, they got within two points of Denver during that Kyle Lowry scoring run where he hit a couple free throws and stuff like that but like the Miami Heat's game plan now has to be Caleb Martin is our number two, right? Because the, their team runs at their best when Bama Bio is being an all-defensive player. Their team built on defense, and Bama Bio is the center of everything that they do on defense. Their team goes as Bama Bio goes on defense, and I would imagine that that's the best strategy to try and get back into the series and then get a bunch of free throws and maybe Max Struess and Gabe Vincent don't have all time historically bad shooting games like Gabe Vincent doesn't go one for 13 across the second half of game two game three and game four and Max Struess doesn't go one for 30 no wait what was it what we say one for 19 in. 15 of the 16 quarters of the NBA Finals, like their chance to get back in the game is either A, Max Strews hits five three-pointers, or B, Caleb Martin becomes their number two, or C, the Duncan Robinson game, which, uh, you know, we'll see what ends up happening with Duncan Robinson, but they're, they're Miami doesn't have a great recourse at this point, and... The Nuggets started hunting Duncan Robinson at the end of the game, who had to play 25 minutes. Because, like we said, Struess and Vincent were one for 32 over the last, in the case of Vincent, two and a half games and Max Struess, 15 of the 16 quarters. Struess and Vincent weren't on the floor at the end of the game. Their closing lineup was Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin, Bama Adebayo, and Jimmy Butler. And the Miami Heat were getting hunted on defense like Duncan Robinson was getting hunted by the Denver defense Denver was burying three-pointers over Duncan Robinson they were trying to get mismatches of Bruce Brown on Duncan Robinson like maybe Duncan Robinson isn't the solution there because Struis and Vincent aren't working but I would assume that the lineup that gives them the best chance to win is Max Struis Caleb Martin, Jimmy Butler, Bama DeBio, and then either Gabe Vincent or Kyle Lowry, depending on your vibe of those two players. Like, that's their best chance. And by the way, that was the lineup that almost beat the Celtics last year in the playoffs. Uh, If you slide Gabe Vincent in for Kyle Lowry, that was the lineup that beat Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. That seems like Caleb Martin being in the starting lineup is what gives them the best chance going forward because they just need the offense to... The defense will improve by virtue of Bam Adebayo not having to be the focal point of the offense. The defense may improve by virtue of that. And again, it's not like they're getting killed on offense by Denver. Denver had 108 points in that. uh, Denver had 108 points in game four. They had 109 points in game three. Like, it's not like they're getting blown out the building. Both games had very similar point margins. It was Denver 109, Miami 94, Denver 108, Miami 95. It's why I said off the top, you could just copy and paste the BAM out bio podcast that we did after game three into this segment instead of me like rehashing and talking about Caleb Martin sliding into the starting lineup and all that. I could have just copied the game three podcast we did on BAM out bio and slid it into this one because BAM took 20 shots, or sorry, took 21 shots and had 22 points in game 3 and was a minus 17. This game he took 19 shots, had 20 points, 11 rebounds and was a minus 18. Bam Adebayo basically played the exact same game twice and they lost by double digits. And maybe they'll lose by double digits anyways. But their best chance is to throw Caleb Martin as the number 2 scoring option. And look, Caleb Martin, I'm a big fan of his just because he's Mountain West basketball player. Like he I knew about Caleb Martin long before cuz during my deepest darkest days of really loving Mountain West basketball and being super duper obsessed with sports. During the peak of San Diego State's run with Trey Kell and the the uh, Malik Pope and the most recent San Diego State team, the Martin brothers with Eric Musselman at Nevada, were taking college basketball by storm. They had an incredible comeback against Cincinnati in the tournament where they were down 25 points and they came back to win. Both of them ended up making it to, um, both of them ended up going from NC State to Nevada and then from Nevada. Martin ended up getting picked up by the Charlotte Hornets and with the uh, with the Charlotte Hornets. Both Martin twins were playing in the G League and then uh, Caleb Martin got waived after going undrafted. He was supposed to be the lesser brother, which is interesting. And then he got picked up by Miami and he's an undrafted player who has become an unsung hero for the Miami Heat and the embodiment of what Heat finding and developing talent looks like. And that's crazy to say Caleb Martin being a number two on a team that wins the NBA Finals is plausible. It was ridiculous to say Andrew Wiggins... Was the number two on a team that won a championship last year. And Andrew Wiggins was the number one pick in the NBA draft. For the
0: ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: Andrew Wiggins was a dude the Minnesota Timberwolves felt comfortable paying $118 million. And then after winning the NBA finals as the second best player on a team that won a championship, the Golden State Warriors were comfortable giving another $110 million contract, like Andrew Wiggins is a former number one pick in the draft, and it's crazy that he was the second best player on a team that won a championship. Saying Caleb Martin is the second best player on a team that beat the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals is crazy enough as it is. And maybe the Miami Heat are just completely outmatched and outclassed by the Denver Nuggets, and maybe there's nothing they can do to avoid this coronation of an NBA championship. But I would imagine going into Game 5, they get... Give it to Caleb Martin and see what he does. Like, have him, I mean, he took 12 shots and had 11 points in game four and played 33 minutes. So, like, he was among their closing lineup, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Caleb Martin, Kyle Lowry, and Duncan Robinson. Yeah, he was the third scoring option behind Jimmy Butler and Bam. Bam. I think their best strategy going forward is to let Caleb Martin try and cook. And I know he hasn't had a great NBA finals. And I know that statistically, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers here for Caleb Martin. So in the last three games of the NBA finals, he has three points on three shots in the game that they won, by the way, he had three points on three shots in game one. So here's just his full breakdown of statistics in game one. Caleb Martin had three points on seven shots and it was the game that got him benched for Kevin Love. And in game two, which they won, he played 21 minutes, had three points and took three total shots and had five rebounds too, but just three points on three shots. So through two games of the finals, he had six points on 10 shots. And then the last two games in Miami, he was part of their fourth quarter lineup. He played 32 and 33 minutes and he had 10 points on 9 shots, he had 11 points on 12 shots, and oh by the way, in game 4, he was the only Miami Heat player that was a positive plus a positive plus minus among the close, or sorry, Kyle Lowry also was a plus 3, but Caleb Martin being a plus 1 was better than Bam at a minus 18, Jimmy at a minus 9, Struce as a minus 7, we mentioned Vincent was a minus 21. Kyle Lowry was a plus three in his 32 minutes of play, so Kyle Lowry was a big part of what they were trying to do to stay alive in game four. Ultimately, their best game plan is Caleb Martin being the number two in the offense, and I don't know if they're going to do that. I don't know if the game plan changes that way for Miami, but maybe it's a futile effort. Maybe this is a coronation for Denver. Either way, we're going to find it out. Tonight, Denver is going to claim potentially their first NBA Finals, and we'll have the Celebration of Denver podcast tomorrow, or maybe we'll be back for a Game 6 on Thursday. And you know what? I might enjoy a Game 6 on Thursday. If it means that we're going to draw this series out further, and it means that we're going to get a seven-game series like I had initially prognosticated, that would be fascinating to watch play out in front of our eyes but maybe just maybe everything Vegas is predicting comes true and we have a coronation of the Denver Nuggets who have just played amazing basketball proven me right time and time again and while they won't be remembered as one of the greatest teams in the history of the NBA they're right in that second tier like we can quantify just how dominant this Denver team is and I've seen a lot of Comparison points between Jokic and Tim Duncan. And comparison points between Jamal Murray and Tony Parker. And look, we'll save that show for after the Denver Nuggets potentially win the NBA championship, where we get to be loud right and celebrate how we told you from February onward that the Denver Nuggets were going to be NBA champions. Could have told you four months ago that the Denver Nuggets belonged to as an NBA champion conversation and that they were the team that was guaranteed to come out of the West and would have a chance against any of these Eastern conference teams. And granted the eight seed Miami ended up meeting them there, but the Miami heat voodoo magic still took down the bucks and Celtics. So Denver being in this position is remarkable. And while people will point to them playing a seven seed and eight seed and the Eastern conference, eight seed in the NBA finals there will be without dispute that this Denver Nuggets team will be one of the all-time great champions in that group with, like, that second-tier group. Like, they won't be the 86 Celtics, they won't be the 96 Bulls, but they will be like the 1999 San Antonio Spurs. They will be like the 2012 Miami Heat, that second-tier of dominant champions. That's where the Denver Nuggets are going to reside, losing potentially only four games and only one at home during this entire remarkable playoff run that is expected to end with a coronation of them as champions in game five and we'll be back following game five with a post-game show regardless of what the result may be we're going to have breakdowns from the game we're going to have all the hard-hitting analysis and potentially we will get to celebrate one more time just how loud fucking right we have been about the Denver Nuggets Until we talk again tomorrow, have a wonderful time. Thank you for supporting our dreams, and take it easy. We leave you today, once again, with clips of me. I waited until the end of the show this time. I waited until the end of the show to bring this out, but here is us being loud effing right in February, March, April, and May, and now into June loud right about the denver nuggets who by the time you might be listening to this are nba champions nikola jokic deserves to win a third consecutive mvp which at this point basically solidifies him as the best player in the NBA it is indisputable that Nikola Jokic right now in his physical prime is the best player in the NBA this year's Denver Nuggets team is competent and the reason that that is the case is because the last two playoff runs their best player their best player in 2021 other than Jokic was Michael Porter Jr. And the problem was you can't have Michael Porter Jr. as your second best player. And while Michael Porter Jr. was out for the playoffs last year, for most of the 2022 season, Michael Porter Jr. was their second best player. And when Michael Porter Jr. was their third best player, with Jokic playing at an MVP level, they made it to the conference finals, and were an Anthony Davis three-pointer at the buzzer away from giving the Lakers a run for their money in that series in the bubble. Jamal Murray has returned, and Michael Porter Jr. is the fourth best player on the Denver Nuggets now. They are the best team in the weaker conference, and I will take the next step to say that, despite the fact that Boston has eight players that are ranked in the- or seven players that are ranked in the top 100 in win shares, and despite the fact that Philadelphia has two players in the top 12 in win shares, and despite the fact that Milwaukee has- Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, and potentially the return of Chris Middleton with a team that already won a championship two years ago? I will make the argument that even among those three teams, and you can put Cleveland in this group as well, potentially, even though I don't think Cleveland will get to the NBA Finals. I believe that when the playoffs roll around, the Denver Nuggets can beat one of those teams in the NBA Finals. Kyle, allowed. what you got? One, give, shoot one. Shoot one. <laughs> what you got? Uh, my strongest one, Denver's going to win the Western Conference, and they're not going to face an elimination game in the entire three first rounds. Wow. Three first rounds. Denver wins the Western Conference. Three rounds. Yeah, they will never okay. face an elimination Here game I'm in any so round. the first three, is there a fourth one, or we just call yeah, it the finals? finals. <laughs> the finals. So they're not going to lose a playoff game in the West? They're not going to face an elimination game, so they will never okay. Okay. lose three games in a series. Races. Here's what I don't like about this. So Kyle has all the jokes, right? But he doesn't go on the record with us. Oh, so, I'm happy to go on yeah, the record. Yeah, let him go we'll on the record. Take, go on the record. Take, take his shots. We'll take shots it, at him. You, and take his sweet. shots. You were gone last time, but I said Denver would go 12-3, and 3, win the West, and never face an elimination game. Wow. That's looking good. What did I say about putting himself over? He said he was do that <laughs> last That's hour. Pretty I don't good. put myself over. That is pretty good. You called me out, man. I'm just clapping back. to so- the second round. He's clapping back. It's the second round. They're looking good.
0: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.